Thank you, Hillary. Uh, thinking of uh, buying or selling a home this year? Well, you got to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. It's the place uh, that I know uh, so many people in this audience have gone to. Because when you move to a new city, if you don't know people, if you don't have, you know, I don't know. I, I think even if you do know someone who's a real estate agent, you probably want to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Because just because they're a good friend or, you know, they, they brought your kid a nice birthday present at their birthday party, that does not mean they should be selling or buying your house. Shut up. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Really? It's a crazy concept. Ah. Uh, so realestateagentsitrust.com is the place. We have over a thousand uh, agents uh, across the country, and they are the best at uh, knowing you, uh, knowing what you are uh, looking for, because they come from this audience and they have been all personally vetted. They are the best in the industry. If you're looking for a real estate agent that will help you buy your next house or help you sell your house fast, realestateagentsitrust.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. There is fire in Caracas, Venezuela. There's an attempted coup underway. Uh, we will follow this story closely for you. There is something with socialism that always just warms the cockles of your heart. I've had my cockles removed, so it doesn't really ever affect my heart on socialism, at least in that way. We are going to talk about that, and we're going to set history straight on Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas. I'm tired of the lies coming from the left. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, there's nothing worse than Mother's Day and your kids didn't really think of mom. It kills dad. It really does. I don't know if I don't know if the kids just keep getting dad a tie if it kills mom as much. But as a dad, we see what moms go through and we see how much they care. And they are up in the wee hours of the morning, worrying, fretting holding your hair back when you're vomiting or whatever. And it kills dad to see the kids not really plan ahead for Mother's Day. Here's an easy way for you to plan ahead and to get something great for mom. And if you do it right now, you're going to save a buttload of money. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, they have 30 for 30. That's 30 assorted, assorted tulips for $30. That's a dollar a stem. Beautiful tulips. They're all in the uh, spring colors. Tulips from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak uh, from the Premier Farms and shipped overnight to ensure their freshness. It's 30 assorted tulips for $30. But you have to hurry because it expires tomorrow. Mother's Day is just over a week away. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon and enter the promo code BECK. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code BECK. Order today and save at 1-800-Flowers.com. Code BECK. Offer expires tomorrow. So I, thought, I saw some video today that I thought was a little disturbing, and not that he is going senile or, or anything like that. He is just, uh, if I were working for Biden, I would be concerned a little bit 
Yeah, you think? Maybe a little bit on a, this? About a speech that hmm. he gave yesterday where he was um, he was slurring his words a bit. And he's starting to sound like a very old man. Listen to this. I want to thank uh, uh, Rich Fitzgerald, the county executive, Allegheny County executive, for being here. And all my time in public life, from I've gotten involved, the country wasn't built by Wall Street bankers, CEOs, and hedge fund managers. If the enterprise hits hard times, everybody took a hit. Union workers, the UAW took incredible cuts in their future and their and their pensions and the less to get GM working. They also got that last year and try to cut wages or freeze wages for the people. Right today, the same is happening in big hospitals in big hospital systems. I think we have to rethink how we define what constitutes a, su- a successful economy. Folks in America don't think their children are going to have the same standard of living they had. How can a person dignity be maintained? Be so, uh, why, why they do that? It means investing much more in medical research to, comfort, to conquer devastating diseases like cancer and addiction and Alzheimer's. So God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Now, this was in front of the Teamsters uh, yesterday in Pittsburgh. And again, I don't think he's senile or anything else, but he is starting to slur his words like my grandfather used to. And that doesn't instill confidence. Yeah, it hits, you hit a wall there maybe where it's just not happening. Here's the issue with Joe Biden is he's not a deliberate speaker, right? He's not a, the type of, he's not a professor where he sits back and, and is speaking in marked tones, you know? It's, that's not what he does. He is a conversational guy. He tries to sound like everything he says is off the top of his head. And that's been part of the charm, I guess, of Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. If, if you are an archaeologist and can find the charm, <laughs> uh, that's kind of it, right? He's conversational. He kind of goes that way. That gets harder and harder, I think, as you get older. And if he's having issues with this, he's going to have to change his style. You know, he and really that is. will be death to him. Yeah. That'll uh, really be death. That's going to be tough. I mean, look, it's his first speech in a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you chalk this one up to he's a little rusty. You can make that argument. You know, I mean, I, I'm just. Maybe uh, he was just tired or whatever. But I, if yeah, I were on I'm his sure. staff, I would be concerned you can't but, you can't pile speech after speech after speech up like this. No. Well, and Glenn, you, you, this is if this is your campaign launch, you can't be tired. This is not a this is not a I'm tired. Op- Especially after, uh, you know, after you're running with, uh, you know, against Trump. Trump right. is a machine. He has unlimited energy when it comes to this stuff. Right. And he I mean, that was that was probably the most amazing thing about 2016. I mean, the guy ran was, you know, he came how old out is to, he? 72 72 years old and he is he's not in shape it's not like the guy's worked out his whole life no he eats he's like i just, do he's mcdonald he's at mcdonald's every day right and he is just a machine he just doesn't slow down uh i remember we did one weekend in iowa last year or last election do mm-hmm. you remember this uh and we we're just going around it's you get off the plane you go to a car you drive for 45 minutes you get out of the car you're you're whisked around you don't know where you're going you know especially like and i'm not you know glenn's the one making the speeches i'm just kind of standing there behind and watching and but you know you're you're meeting a bunch of people for the first time and you have to be on in every one of these moments because you know you're it's an these are important interactions you're having mm-hmm. or at least you think they are and then it's the second it's done, you're running to the car, it's, it's cold, you're driving to another place an hour and a half away to do essentially the same speech to this, a different group of people where you have the same interactions, and you're doing this. We did this for a weekend, and I wanted to kill myself. I can't even imagine what it's like to do that 
every single weekend. Now, Trump was smart, I think, in, in the way that he sort of redesigned that process. His process is, I got my big jet with my name on the side. I land, I talk, I leave. And I think that was part of this, you know, brilliance of of the way he approached it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else was going door to door and meeting nine people at, at a place, you know, where they're serving eggs and bacon. He's going to a, you know, a big venue. And so he had l- less appearances, but still talked to as many or more people. And that's a smart way to do it. And maybe Biden can pull that off. But in a field of 20, he's not. I mean, there's no celebrities in it. You know, Biden's not and a it's, celebrity. It's, he's not a candidate. Like, it's not like the second uh, run for Obama. Remember, Obama the first time ran like Donald Trump. Yep. Had huge venues and, you know, could fill stadiums and arenas. The second time, if you remember, he couldn't fill arenas. Donald Trump is still filling arenas. So he's still running with the same kind of electricity in the air where that didn't happen for Barack Obama. Yeah. And Trump has the ability too that I don't think Biden has in that Trump can say, look, I will show up when 10,000 people are there or I won't show up. Mm hmm. And no one's going to say, well, you're an elitist. Well, yeah, of course he's an elitist. He's got he's got a gold apartment. Yes, he's an elitist. <laughs> yes, uh, he's, he's actually, I mean, he's pretty much admitted that. Yeah. He's been like, I don't know why everyone says elitist is so bad. It sounds like a good thing to me. You know what I mean? Where Biden is doing the exact opposite pitch. Here's a guy who's got tons of money, tons of influence. Look at the shows. Go back and watch them. The Ukraine one is out there uh, right now for free on YouTube at the Glenn Beck uh, channel. Go there and watch what he's done in Ukraine, how much money flowed into that family. I mean, billions of dollars of deals were going through the company through with his influence. They got plenty of money. They got plenty of influence. But he's trying to pitch himself as middle class Joe, which everyone calls him if everyone is Joe Biden. He calls himself middle class Joe. No one else calls him that. He's lunchbox Joe. He's the guy out. And I'm a union guy. I'm out there. I'm. He's basically acting like he's a construction worker running for president. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's not true at all. So he's a having to lie about it. And B, like you can't run the, the Trump style when you're I'm a guy who wants to shake everybody's hands because I've got my sleeves rolled up. Biden's style is not conducive to the Trump approach. And the Trump approach can be easier on a 70 plus year old person. So if he's got, like, sounding like this on day one, that is worrisome for me. So let me ask you this, because I, I, I saw some some people on the left say, ah, Trump took the bait. He's going after he's making Joe Biden the candidate which is great for Joe Biden and great for the Democrats. And I thought, I'm not so sure. I, I'm not so sure that Joe Biden is is the end-all, be-all. I mean, who who do you think would be the best candidate, uh, I mean, of the ones who have a chance, mm-hmm. the best candidate to run against for Donald Trump? Oh, if, he, if Donald Trump could pick his candidate? If he could pick his candidate. Elizabeth Warren. If he okay, could pick one his candidate, has a chance. Well, she's in the top. She's in the second tier of candidates. I would yeah, say. No, I mean she's around seven percent. Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. You know, Pete Buttigieg, Bob Frank O'Rourke. I think he's tubing. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. Uh, he's tanking as we speak. I mean, I think Bernie Sanders would be the best. Would be the ideal choice. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Bernie Sanders, you know, the thing about Bernie Sanders is there is still a percentage of this country that remembers what socialism actually is, that it's not a social network. It's not how you interact at parties. It is something that killed 100 million people in the century that they lived in. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you got a giant black book filled with a hundred million dead bodies that are all responsible, that are all from communism and socialism, mm-hmm. the older voter looks at that and says, even if they are friendly to the policies, th- the word is still scary enough to remember, wait a minute, this goes wrong. I like universal health care, but I, these things go that far, and all of a sudden, whoa, where, where have we gone? Mm-hmm. And these things go down the hill fast. They remember the stuff. Wait until, wait until you see the special. It's happening tomorrow night. It's free. You can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You'll be able to watch it for free tomorrow, or you'll watch it on our YouTube channel or on our Facebook uh, page. But watch it. Please watch it. Watch it with your friends. Watch it with your family. It is the special is called Socialism, a warning from the dead. And it's a live special event tomorrow at 8 p.m. And we made it free for the reason that we strongly believe every American needs to see this. This is this is a document based on a document that we found uh, that was smuggled into the United States from behind the Iron Curtain in the 1960s, and it just disappeared, and nobody paid any attention to it. And you really need to. I was rereading it uh, yesterday, and it is—I mean, it is torn right. When you hear it, the way it talks about democratic socialism and democracy, and we have to convince the people. That they are they are they are in need of pure direct democracy, and you see what people on the left are saying right now. It's the same thing, but this document shows you why they're saying these things, and it's a way to flip a country. And it was done by the former Soviet Union without a shot being fired. They flipped a massive free market to communism. In three years, and we're already three years into this, socialism, a warning from the dead, make sure you watch it. It's, again, free tomorrow, a special event on our Facebook page, our YouTube page, and at blazetv.com slash Glenn. All right, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is a great company if you just want a simple way to keep your family, your home, your business safe. It's really simple. Big traditional companies are going to try to sell you an outdated system and expensive long-term contracts. It'll cost you, you know, 40 to 60 bucks a month. It's ridiculous. $15 a month for all of the uh, monitoring services. 24-7 monitoring. $15. And there's no contract. You can cancel it any time. You want it this month because you're going on vacation, but not next month. That's fine. You're in control. And it's state-of-the-art technology without any wires or anything else. You can install this yourself in about 30 minutes. It's simply safe. Top of the line. Changing the industry. SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there now. SimplySafeBeck.com. You'll save 10% on your already really inexpensive system. It's SimplySafeBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, we have... Uh, I understand we have Wilfred on the phone. Hello. Hello. 
Yes, Wilfred. Yes, my name is Wilfred. I'm calling from Sun City, Florida. Yeah, and how are things? We haven't heard from you for a while. We've spoken before? <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. Oh, I heard I heard your voice coming from the radio box. Yes. And I wanted to call in. Okay. Because I watched Joseph Robinette Biden Jr.'s speech yesterday. Yes. And I'm an undecided voter yeah. voting in the Democratic primary. Okay. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you all right? Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So you're not you're a, you're an undecided voter. Yes. And I have a lot of questions. I'm listening to his speech in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. the Commonwealth. Yes. And I'm having a, a bowl of cream of wheat at uh, the time. Yes. And I'm eating, I'm drinking a cup of postum. Yes, I got it. I and got it. Okay. While I'm about to have my Miralax, I'm thinking about what do I want out of a president? And right. like a lot of other people, I'm I'm very concerned with health care. Yes. Uh, for example, what what is going to be our new policy on catheters? I, um, I what, don't. What, will the government pay for my cremation? It's uh, the sort of thing I'm we're okay. talking about right. okay. as we vote. All right. Uh, so what, how how will the new Medicare for all deal with my gout? Right. Okay, what, so can what we get is back the gout to policy of this nation? No we, one will speak about okay, it. Okay, can we get back to to uh Do we Joe have Biden? a cure for liver spots? All right. <laughs> can we get, can we get back to Joe Biden? You well, were, and I was thinking about all these questions and one thought kept coming back to me over mm-hmm. and over again. Yes. It's that Joe Biden is too old to be president. He's what The he's, man is just too old. He can barely speak. Right. If I want to, he'd be, I don't even, he says, uh, in, in, intractable? What is intractable? That's, <laughs> that's not part right. of the language. I've right. been speaking it for many years, sir. Right. What is a bi-hospital? You, you, I don't know what a bi-hospital is. <laughs> I listen to the, what's a hodge fund? Right. Hodge fund? <laughs> What are, are they selling hodges? What is a hodge? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. He's, none of the words he's saying are in my dictionary. Right, okay. And my dictionary is very large print. I can read right. it now. Right, okay. All right. I'm very well, concerned about the fact that this man is, out, is just too elderly to be president right, of the okay. United States. All right. Okay, well, thank you very much, uh, Wilfred. I, uh, What's your policy on catheters, Beck? I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But thank you so much for calling uh, Wilfred from Sun City. Wow, Stu, that was uh, that's an interesting phone call there. Well, and they're going to have to deal with older voters. I mean, that is a, that is a situation. That, right. You know, it's, it's it's all fun and games when you're talking to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and most of your voters are 14 years old and can't vote. So now that but, they're saying you know, that they because before they wouldn't say that they were capitalist. And they were all coming out and saying, I'm socialist. Yeah, there was that thing. They were doing that for a while. Or at least denying. Denying. No, no, no. It's like this thing where they go, well, are you a socialist or capitalist? Well, look, I think capitalism, uh, you know, there's a lot of problems with it. And we need to make sure we're solving these problems and moving towards solutions. I don't think these labels mean anything to people. You know, yeah. it's a, it's I a, do think the label means something. And I think that means that you are just running for your life. Exactly. Running for your life. They're pandering, right? Yes. And they're not pandering to people who are like, well, they're pandering to the left. They want to show the left that they're friendly to socialism. It's the opposite. They're pandering to the middle. 
They're saying, if I say I'm socialist, I'm going to lose a giant chunk of voters that are never going to vote for a socialist. So I better kind of come out in the middle because the same is also true. If you don't say that you're a socialist, you'll lose some of the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez people. But in the end, they're so far to the left where they're not going to come over and vote for Donald Trump. It's the people that Joe Biden was talking to yesterday, which is you know going to make the decision on who's the next president. Most likely mm. people in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, who are friendly enough to Donald Trump's policies that they supported him last time, but friendly enough to Barack Obama's policies that they supported him the two times before that. Mm-hmm. All they need to do is turn a decent amount. I mean, the, the number is about 40,000 spread over three states, 40,000 mm-hmm. people who switched from Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump. If they had done the opposite and voted the other way, Hillary Clinton is your president. So that's how close it is here. And if that were to occur with Joe Biden as president, can you get 40,000 people in those three uh, three states to switch? I think there's a good chance of it. At least that's that's the on paper argument for Joe Biden. Now, if he's out there slurring words and falling asleep in the middle of speeches, it's not going to work. That's going to be a problem. You know, Donald Trump is able to Donald Trump has been Donald Trump for as long as we can remember him. In 1995, he'd do an interview and sound just like he does today. I mean, the policies might be a little bit different. There's some differences there. You'd be talking about something else. But the bottom line is he'd be, he, he, he feels like the same person. It well, feels like you're getting that transition from mm-hmm. Joe Biden, the vice president, to Joe Biden, the guy who's struggling to get through speeches. That's going to be significant. And mm-hmm. every single, they'll all go on TV today and deny it. But every single Democratic strategist understands that. They're going to go, it, it is a, it's an optics thing. If people start to feel that he appears old, they will start to punish him uh, when, with their votes. And it, it, where Trump hasn't had that issue. You know, I think we all have to be really careful on this because, I mean, look at Joe Biden. Or not Joe Biden, uh, Beto. People said for a while that he was the next John F. Kennedy. He was going to be this juggernaut, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. People put tens of millions of dollars behind his campaign. Yeah. And I think he's flaming out. Oh, it definitely feels that way. Yeah. It's early still. Sure it but is. But it feels that way for sure. So we have to be careful because people are fickle and the experts know nothing. And <laughs> I would put myself in that category. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Expert or know nothing? Well, it's the same. That's okay. the same box now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, if you are in constant pain, I want you to know you're not alone. I know because I have tons of friends who are in constant pain. Pat. Oh, yeah. Pat is in pain every minute you've ever seen him. Uh, and he hides it very ever, well. Ever since I've known him. Yeah. He looks I, a lot tougher than you. I don't hear about it as much from him. I hear about it from you uh, when it happens to you. But uh, hey, he's he just, just seems to tough it out. He's a monster inside. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, uh, the, the inflammation in our body is really what causes a lot of our problems. I mean, even cancer is accelerated by inflation, um, uh, inflammation. So... We need something to be able to control our inflammation and get that under control. When you get that under control, your pain is a lot more uh, adaptable. It's a, it's a lot more likely to go away. But you have to have that relief. Relief factor. That factor is the inflammation that it can take away. So it's a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back. Try it just for three weeks. Try their quick start. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. 
Tomorrow is May Day, and that night is the special. It's going to be Socialism, A Message from the Dead. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go. Use the promo code Glenn. Let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Let's do uh, who uh, has a problem, his bigotry, his bigotry, his blindness to the real plight of those who are suffering here in America. Well, he's like, no, I I'm Saudi Arabia is beheading uh, homosexuals. Okay. yes. And it but. But can but the they get real? The real problem is mm-hmm. there are bakers in this country who will not bake gay wedding cakes. Right. The hate, well, the mongering, the cake mongering hatred or the hate mongered cakes. They won't do it. And well, they will make the cakes. They just don't want to participate in that particular Exactly. Uh, ceremony. So they'll sell they'll sell mm-hmm. you a cake. And not only not only should they sell me the cake, they should perform the ceremony in, in my mind. I think they should perform really? this. Yes. Well, I don't know if you know this. And they should they should supervise uh, the wedding night. I don't know if they, you wait, I don't know wait, if you what was know last, this. What was the last part of that policy? S- supervising the wedding night. You supervising know, the wedding mean? night like yeah, like they're they're kind of directing. You know, they're sort of the director of the evening. Just a, <laughs> like <laughs> well, a wedding cake. Now they 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 direct the fun. So like why a wedding would they planner direct would... the fun. Why don't they? Why don't they? And record it just so they can learn. You I know? think it should uh, be. I think they should have to participate. Okay, I'm not opposed baker, to that. I think the I baker should be forced not... to participate. <laughs> yes, in and, the and pay hundred thirty five thousand dollars for the honor. That's what I think. Yeah. So, I mean, look, for the four or five people out there who think that we should be dealing with the Saudi Arabia situation, we, we, we're not against that. We just feel like no. we need to solve we, the wedding thing first. It's priority is we're prioritizing yeah. Yeah. here. And once we finally solve this problem, with these bakers, well, can I tell you something? We all know that America is the leading problem of homophobia. Isn't that yes. the truth? Oh, I mean, we, thank you, once we change thank you. the cake policy, thank you. Saudi Arabia will drop the beheading policy. Well, we should also probably <laughs> yes. hit the, the photographer yes. policy too before we get to the oh, yeah, Saudi yeah, Arabia's yeah. beheading. Well, uh, as gays. soon as uh-huh. as soon as everybody uh-huh. is participating in gay sex, right? Then we'll, we'll then we'll, we'll then we'll go over. Then Saudi Arabia will just fall by now. The literally by by participating, you mean literally participating? Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah no, you've got a when we all a, become homosexuals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, no, the, right. uh, no, 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 no. We are no. all homosexual. It's mm-hmm. natural to be born a homosexual. Yes. Society just puts this heterosexual standard on everyone. So Isn't soon as that we, the truth? As, right? Isn't that the truth? As soon as we all recognize that mm-hmm. we're all born homosexual, mm-hmm. some of us are just conditioned to be heterosexual. If you and I decide to do that, but I now identify as a woman. Yes. Is that hero- heterosexual or is that is that still participating? In well, homosexual? you're a hater for even bringing that up. But I will say. I am? We, yes, but oh. I won't have sex with a woman. Okay. All right. We do need to sort. We'll, we'll get that sorted out as well before we stop the murder <laughs> yes, of gays yes. in Saudi Arabia. They, no, we have to, we no, get no, 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 no. We have to protest. We have to protest a conversation like this. We have to make sure that this conversation is known for its hate mongering. Mm-hmm. And right. if we can shut mm-hmm. shows down like this one that is saying something as bigoted as what just Pat just said. Wait a minute. So if I'm gay and I decide to become a woman, am I 
am I still in a homosexual relationship? How this has of course got not. to that be was stopped. Silly. That was, you're right. Got yeah, to be you. stopped. Then, then we can get to the... I renounce what I said a moment ago. I renounce it wholeheartedly. Okay, well... And apologize. We that's not have... necessarily going to stop the Inquisition from happening. No, it's, it's not going to go anywhere yeah, near Because your apology it. is not acceptable. <laughs> It's no. not accepted. Nor should it be. Nor right. is it ever, by the way. And has yeah. there ever been an apology <laughs> mm-hmm. that has been accepted? We should look back no. in history to see if this has ever occurred. Uh, because I, you know, Joe Biden is going around uh, apologizing to Anita Hill when he did it. I mean, by their way of looking at that case, he did absolutely nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing wrong. Now, I think he did something wrong because he should be apologizing to Clarence Thomas yep. and, and Ginny Thomas. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole different set of apologies. I mean, the idea that now Joe Biden has to go around and, and, and act as if he did something to violate Anita Hill when he did not. I mean, I, I, don't, even, I don't like Joe Biden, but he did not do anything to Anita Hill uh, that, was, uh, that was wrong. In fact, he helped that along every step of the way. We're going to go through this uh, next hour because the revisionist history on the Clarence Thomas situation is disturbing. And well, it they needs found to stop. No, they found no actionable evidence or okay, so, evidence so, of any so, kind, so, really. So, well, they, have, they, they, they had rumor of a pubic hair on it. Okay. <laughs> no, they didn't, no, but it yeah. was yeah. just that. It was rumor. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there was no evidence. <laughs> they didn't find the can and the hair itself. But why should we listen to you? Because you've you should, already, I've already... I've discredited myself discredited completely. Yourself in every soon, way. Well, as soon as we discredit Clarence Thomas completely, mm-hmm. then maybe we can consider standing up against the beheading of gays in Saudi Arabia. Maybe, well, maybe no, no, no. After it. we stop this show, but no, well, after too. we get the wedding cake thing, mm-hmm. right. and bakers are f- uh, not forced, willingly participate, mm-hmm. or their lives will be destroyed, in uh-huh. the marriage consummation... Right. Uh, okay. Then we stop this show. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, then we do the other thing, a Clarence Thomas. Then we can care about the people. Maybe. Maybe it'll be time for that. Well, we have to stop Ben Shapiro from speaking at colleges, too. Oh, my oh, God. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. we got to stop yeah. that. And no, Dave Rubin. Mm-hmm. Michael Knowles. We and need all of and them. climate change. Climate change is pretty important. Well, yes. Yeah. But, you know, because I don't know if you know this, Beto came out and said we only have 10 years now. Oh, yeah. it's gone from 12 to 10? It's gone from 12 to 10 in a year. But Holy remember, cow. climate change years are like dog years. <laughs> okay, they're like dog years, except they're, they're just like dog years, except they are um, movable. You just never know how much a year is worth. You know, like dog yeah. years, you know, it's seven years. Climate change years, like dog years, just don't know. It could be could, seven, could be 70. Could be, could be one. Yeah. Don't know. We don't know. Don't know. We don't know. So, By the way, Beto got fact-checked on his claim about when he may say, he's been saying it's been 12 years until the end of time for a while mm-hmm. with climate change. Mm-hmm. Got fact-checked by the guy who wrote the study. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, yeah, no, that's that's not true. Happy to clear this one up. Mm-hmm. This was really? really his exact, exact quote. So it's 10 years. Quote. No. <laughs> it's five. Uh, that is not what he said Three. at all. He, you know. <laughs> 15 months well how many how many years is 12 years in in climate change years that's a great question and science is still working on the answer to it okay all it's right. like the metric system nobody knows there's no way to right. tell <laughs> if it's 10 kilometers I, is no, that think, eighty thousand miles or five inches i don't, I don't know. know i don't, I don't know. know there's no I way really to tell. don't know you go to <laughs> no another you tell. go to another 
you know, you go to another country and it's like 80 kilometers an hour and you're oh, like, I'm going to be there in no time. Right. <laughs> right. And then you're like, or it might take me an eternity. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I say to my wife, you drive a second car, you go 20 miles an hour. I'll go a hundred miles an hour. I don't know which is right. <laughs> Uh, this is a, a report by the UN Inter, uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, drawn mm-hmm. from the works of scientists, uses 2030 mm-hmm. as a prominent benchmark because signatories to this Paris Agreement have pledged emission cuts by then. It, but it's not its last chance. Yeah, and that's not the deadline action. for the Earth. Uh, quote, glad to clear this up. James Skay, uh, co-chairman of the report and professor of sustainable energy at Imperial College London, told the Associated Press, the panel, quote, did not say we have 12 years left to save the world, end quote. That's Can I just point out to this audience? <laughs> why did you have to point out uh, his sexuality? <laughs> I don't think you that said I did. at the very beginning. James Gay. No, James S-K-E-S-K-E-A is his name, not James. You may be focused on something a little too much today. Well, I just would. I think we need to stop this also from happening before we get to the beheadings in. We're just trying to prioritize. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. That's it. So let me ask you something. If you were, if you believed we only had ten years, okay. First of all, and I mean this sincerely, Pat. If you believed that we only had ten years before the Earth became so hot or so cold that we couldn't live mm-hmm. what would you personally be doing oh i'd completely change my lifestyle i wouldn't take i wouldn't do air travel i wouldn't drive a car what else um, wouldn't run your air conditioner wouldn't run my air conditioning mm-hmm. i'd live in a quonset hut and i wouldn't watch tv Okay, so my life would be over essentially. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> oh, those so, are the four things you do. Yeah. He, notice he didn't say he wouldn't eat ice cream because I'm with him. No, on I'm that. eating ice cream. I'm eating ice cream yeah, too. I don't sure. care. The Amish have sure. ice cream. Okay, yeah. So, so they, uh, right. I think it's possible. So uh, yeah, we just have to have more wives and more children to churn the butter and and to make the ice cream. No, I will say you'd definitely be vegan, right? I mean, a hundred percent would be vegan. No, you know what I would be doing right now? Sincerely, mm-hmm. I would be f- I would be hiring someone to figure out how I could live underground. Mm-hmm. I would be figuring out how can my life go on if it's too hot or too cold on the surface on the surface. How can I survive underground? How can my family mm-hmm. survive? It's exactly you know, what the Venetians did when their planet was ruined. They all went underground. The people from Venice. Yeah. No, Venus. The no. people from Venus. No, I don't the planet there is are, a wasteland. I don't now. think there are I think people they went underground. Venus. They had to. They had to because the planet was destroyed. Okay, by the well, that's a different yeah. story. Yeah. I don't yeah, know that we'll one. We'll get into that someday. We'll solve okay. that, and um, then we'll worry about gay people being beheaded in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can okay. I ask you where do we where do we place the gay people who are being beheaded in Iran? Are they before Ooh. or after? You know, and we'll have well, to sort that out it, first before we care about either. First, we have to decide: are they being beheaded in Iran or thrown off the top of roofs? So which one takes priority? I, I, that's the thing. We got to decide that because I think we can do something. There's about a it. possibility that if man flaps his arms fast enough, he could fly. We'll sort that hmm. out before we care and show okay. any interest whatsoever in the no, actual yeah, we'll, serious thing happening to actual people that are alive and in a country that mm-hmm. are gay. We will take it so nonchalantly that you will think we're mocking it. We'll take it so that we won't even we we will just so disregard mm-hmm. human life that you'll think that we don't care at all mm. and that everything else we say is a lie. 
that's that's how we're going to treat the the gays being uh, beheaded uh, beheaded in Saudi Arabia. You'll think that anything we say about you know gay rights is got to be just a power struggle or a lie and that's the story media media uh matters is writing right now <laughs> right, <laughs> right right now that's why we have to be stopped yes before we stop the beheading all right thank you so much pat gray welcome pat gray unleashed available of course anywhere you get your podcasts Mercury Real Estate, the housing market is uh, on fire all over America and interest rates are falling. This is a great time to sell and buy a home. If you want to sell or buy, competition is going to be fierce and you need somebody who really knows what they're doing. I want to introduce you uh, to uh, one of the best agents in your town. Wherever you live, we have done our homework for you, and we have found the right agent to sell or help you buy a new home. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. We have scoured the country looking for the experts in your area, and then look for somebody who is a fan of the show, has the same sensibilities that you do. So it's like working with a friend and a friend that you can trust because they have the same values and principles that you do. They can really help you find a new home and they can sell your house fast and for the most amount of money. Now is the time to sell. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Welcome to the uh, program. There is big news happening in Venezuela, and we will uh, talk to uh, an expert about what is happening uh, this morning in Venezuela. We'll do that coming up in just a few minutes. Also, uh, we're going to have John Solomon back on with us. He is the guy who has found all of the information on uh, Joseph Biden on what was happening in the Ukraine, and now... He's got a new story out, some new information about how the Obama White House engaged Ukraine to give Russia collusion narrative at an at an at an early point and to to help boost this. He believes, and if I'm not mistaken, we'll talk to him about it. They were the Obama White House was instrumental in the Manafort uh, stuff. And they were encouraging it and uh, and working with Ukraine. It's a little nuts. I mean, if you you want to find collusion, you may have just found it with Obama. Uh, we get John Solomon because it's a very confusing story, and I'm not sure if I have that right. But we'll we'll talk to John Solomon about it. Yeah, he's uh, a here in a minute. Real journalist who's been doing a lot of work on this. There's yeah, very he few for of the them. Washington Post and AP. For 20 years. Yeah. You know, he's a very well-respected journalist. And now they're now they're trying to discredit him as an opinion guy because they don't like what he's writing. But he's a trained journalist for 20 years, AP and uh, Washington Post, among others. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty it's been a pretty interesting journey to watch this stuff develop because you're starting to see it with all these candidates out there. People are starting to look back. At Biden's history and this is one of the reasons why you thought maybe he won't even run because when people start looking at this they're going to start finding it and Joe Biden could have been in retirement vacationing on wonderful islands he could I don't have, think it's I don't think the fear the what will stop him is the fear that his children will go to jail because his children were part of this he's crossed the line now I mean he's in I know he did a rally yesterday He's been on The View. He was on with ABC. He's announced via the video. He is in the race. 
So now that he's in the race, these other 19 candidates are going to say, he's the big dog on the block. We got to take him out. How can we take him out? Mike Lee was just here and uh, we talked to him about it. And he said he had not heard anything about any of this stuff. And that's the problem. Without the press doing their job, it just disappears. It's true. I, I tell I mean, you, who was it yesterday that was saying that talk radio is the, the head of the Chuck evil? Todd and uh, John Boehner? Yeah, Chuck Todd and John Boehner. They're talking about how talk radio gave people just too much information. And yeah. people don't know what to do with too much information. Excuse me? Talk radio did that, not the internet? I know. Uh, And and their argument was essentially, we used to be able to just do what we wanted to do here and and not get bothered by everybody, and now it's hard. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah. And we'll give you too much information so you know exactly what's happening in Washington. We'll do that uh, coming up top of next hour. Stand by. Thank you so much, Hillary. Um, I, I can't wait to get my swimsuit issue with the burkini in it. I'm very excited Oh, my about gosh. That. That's what everybody wants. Oh, yeah. That's Everybody's exactly that's, that's the audience. So let me talk to you a little bit about uh, American Finance. American Finance is this great mortgage company that I've known for a long time. The only mortgage company I do commercials for uh, in the entire company, uh, in the entire co- country, because I know these people. So does Stu. He's had great experience with them. Yeah, I had was buying a house, and I went to, I think, 10 different places to shop it around because I wanted to make sure I got the best deal on a mortgage. And I was looking for something very strange something that glenn makes fun of a lot uh and uh, so i went to i went to the people at american financing and said hey look you know this is the deal that i have i've narrowed it down to you know you guys and one other place what do you think i mean uh, they could have talked me into anything probably at that point i was so frustrated with the process uh, with these other companies and they said you know what actually we'd love to do business with you uh, but that's not really the type of loan we want to do we want to do this type of loan go ahead go to them and, and they actually sent me there they have an a plus rating with a better, better business bureau they are salary based they're not trying to make money off of you because you know that's not their motivation they want to help you do the best thing americanfinancing.net is the place to go americanfinancing.net the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenbeck program Years ago in Germany, there was um, an operation called Operation Valkyrie. It was made into a movie by Tom Cruise. Valkyrie was an attempt to overthrow the government of Germany because good Germans knew that this national socialist idea was a very bad idea. They tried to kill Hitler and then take over the army and... Project Valkyrie gave the army the right to take control of the country if Hitler was lost. It failed because of timing. The reason why I'm telling you this story is because Project Valkyrie is happening right now in Venezuela. It began a few hours ago, and we're going to get an update on what's happening and what we need to look for and pray for the good people of Venezuela because they are trying to get their freedom back. We'll talk about that and so much more in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I remember uh, as a kid of working, my grandfather working on his truck, my grandfather uh, and the neighbors, you know, coming together and working on the tractors, et cetera, et cetera. And they could pull a broken part out and they, you know, rebuild it or they'd buy another. He'd go to the, 
you know, Pep Boys or whatever it was, the auto parts store, and we would get a part and bring it back and put it in. That ain't happening anymore. Uh, you can't work on your own car. Most of it is a computer chip. And when those computer chips go, I mean, it could be $1,000. It could be as high as three or $4,000. It's nuts. Parts and uh, labor now, insane. If your car doesn't have its warranty in place, Please get extended vehicle protection from CarShield. I have this for uh, my used trucks. They're not gently pre-owned. They're used trucks. And uh, I, I don't want to take them in and have them fixed. I, I brought them in for an oil change, what, about a year ago? And one of them had, I can't remember what it was, but it was like six grand. And I'm like, I don't even think it's worth six grand. Well, we changed that part because it was covered on the warranty. If your part is covered on the warranty, when you when you have the vehicle uh, protection from Car Shield, if that extended protection covers that part, it's taken care of. And you even get free 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is in the shop. And you don't have to pay it. I didn't even have to. I didn't even know about it. They just looked at the warranty, found that it was called Car Shield. They worked it out. Car Shield sent them the money. When I went to pick it up, they were like, "Oh, by the way, it was six thousand dollars." What? Yeah, but you don't have to pay any of it. Car Shield did. Oh, okay. Hey, could I get the window fixed too? No. One eight hundred car six thousand. One eight hundred car six thousand. You'll save ten percent now if you use the code Beck carshield.com go to carshield.com use the promo code back or call them on their toll-free number 800 car 6000 this is the scene from uh, valkyrie listen to this. Hello, Christian. Our men in the transport Perfect. offices have secured the railway communications network, but there are repeater stations, telephone, yes. and emergency broadcast outposts. We Thank need you. more men. Give my best to your family. He's with us. Spurts, call Potsdam. Tell them to place all available units under our control. You have right. your men, now get control of the radio. We have control of the government quarter. We don't have Berlin yet. This is what is happening right now in Venezuela. They're trying to get the broadcast. They're trying to get the, the government control. They're trying to convince the army to uh, switch sides and go away from Maduro. Right now, it looks like the National Guard has taken at least one air base. It's happening in multiple cities, but there hasn't been anything yet on broadcast. Broadcast is still saying... You know, this is a coup and it's being put down. But you have to remember, Maduro controls the broadcast. As soon as they get the broadcast facilities, that could accelerate things. If they don't get the broadcast facilities, it may die um, and freedom may be lost again for another God only knows how long. Uh, we have uh, Daniel Martino, who has an update on Venezuela in real time. Hi, Daniel. Tell us what's going on. Hi, Glenn. So what happened was uh, unexpectedly today, because tomorrow was supposed to be uh, a big protest in Venezuela uh, since it was May 1st, and that's what the president had said, Guaido. But 
Today we woke up to see uh, a big chunk of the military uh, uprising in Caracas as well as in other parts of the country with Guaido and as well as pol former political prisoner now free Leopoldo Lopez who had been in jail for a long time and now he's free. So we are very hopeful that this will be in, that Maduro will be overthrown soon. Um, what are we what are we looking for um, for a sign that things are going either poorly or going well? Do you know, Daniel? Yes. So I think that if this is successful, we'll see Maduro and the rest of uh, his regime members fleeing the country because they're that's what dictators do in these kinds of yes. cases. Now, I, I'm still skeptical of, I don't want to say that it's you know successful when it's not, because we've had this type of operation happen before, Glenn. So we really have to be careful in what we say. We have to check what uh, the information that President, President Guaido is showing. And as you said, especially to inform Venezuelans inside Venezuela, they have shut down most social media. YouTube is shut down. They're trying to shut down Twitter and Facebook. People are just communicating, sending videos through WhatsApp. Mm. And they, we, we look for them to seize the banks and the gold. Do we know what the situation is in Venezuela about any remaining gold? I know he has shipped most of it out of the country to, to Turkey. Yeah, I don't think that there's any gold left since they uh, took it over a, a long time ago. But Venezuela won't need this gold going. We have a lot of natural resources. We sure. have a people who are willing to work. We just need the freedom to do it. You very well know that. Countries don't need natural resources even to, to succeed. They just need uh, free markets. And hopefully this is what we'll get. Uh, I think that what the international community needs to be doing right now is supporting Guaido. And they need to express their support and also stand ready to, to you know, actually take action if Guaido requests it. Because um, if this is not enough, as you said, this might be the last chance to get freedom in Venezuela. And there's a mm. terrible humanitarian crisis which, according to the U.N., 7 million people are in risk of dying at any time if we don't get humanitarian aid in soon. Unbelievable. Um, Daniel, thank you so much. From Young Voices, that's Daniel Martino, And please keep us up to date, uh, even as the show goes on today. We'd like, to, uh, we'd like to know. So you know Mercury One has already stationed itself on the border. We have uh, uh, many of our allied groups there waiting to go in, waiting to provide aid. We just need the green light, and we could certainly use your support. If, if you would like to help those in Venezuela, if we can get in, as soon as this thing is over and we can get in, we're going in with, uh, with uh, soup kitchens ablazing um, because we know how dire the situation is. We just can't get in at the moment, but we are stationed there. We are also stationed with the Nazarene Fund and Operation OUR right at the border as well to try to find uh, those children who have been taken uh, from their parents and have, are being smuggled uh, out across the border. We need your support. You can do that by going to mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. All right, I'm going to come back. We're going to take a quick break, and then I'm coming back with John Solomon on how the Obama White House engaged Ukraine to give Russia collusion narratives an early boost. You want to find collusion? It looks like John Solomon may have found it with the Obama administration. And we'll give that to you in one minute. 
Blinds.com continually getting stories uh, like this one from people who listen to us. This one comes in from uh, Tommy in Florida. He says, uh, the blinds were perfect. I saved money. I felt they were higher quality than the box store product. Our windows look brand new with our Blinds.com order. I have several other window blinds that need to be replaced, and we will definitely be using Blinds.com. Thank you for employing such great people who meet and exceed the customer's expectations. That's the kind of review a company likes to get. And that's the kind of review that it comes in over and over and over again with Blinds.com. They have over 30,000 five-star customer reviews. They're America's number one online choice for affordable custom window coverings. Plus, you get free samples, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So go to Blinds.com. And now through April 13th, you can get it. April 13th. Wow. So almost a whole year. You better better hurry because this <laughs> sale ended long ago. Yeah, you need well. First of all, get your flex capacitor. Yeah, and then just go to eighty-eight miles, eighty eighty-eight miles an hour. Yeah, and then you'll be fine. I think this is May thirteenth, but uh, call for details or just go to the website. But I think you get forty percent off site wide, plus an extra twenty dollars off if you use the promo code back. Are but, they giving away free plutonium to to power? No, your, they're not. It's no. still in in uh, twenty nineteen. Still hard to get. You can't get really? this on every street corner. Got to go to the Libyans. Blinds dot com. <laughs> Promo code back. 10 seconds, station ID. Hurry. Hurry! You're going to miss the sale. Okay, uh, I want to go to John Solomon. John Solomon is a uh, is a journalist. He worked for the AP and the Washington Post, among others, for about twenty years. He now is the editor of John. Is it Politico or The Hill? Uh, I'm the executive vice president at The Hill. Glenn. Of The Hill. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no um, problem. And uh, executive vice president of The Hill. And uh, John has been looking into the nefarious stuff that has been going on in Ukraine with. With really pretty much everybody, it seems, who's at the top of these parties. Uh, Joe Biden is uh, one of them. And now, if we're looking for collusion, John, do you believe we found it in Ukraine with not the Trump administration, but the Obama administration? We, we clearly have uh, a growing body of evidence there, Glenn. And I think if we wind back a little bit, about a month ago, I reported that uh, Ukrainian officials acknowledged that they had released a black ledger book during the 2016 election designed to uh, tarnish Paul Manafort's reputation. And as part of that, they uh, they admitted that their goal was to help Hillary Clinton. And the evidence is pretty clear. There's a court ruling in Ukraine that says the Ukrainian government wrongly released this document in an effort to sway the 2016 election. And then there was a tape recording released by that court and by a parliamentary member that uh, in which a top uh, what you would call the FBI of Ukraine. It's called NABU. Uh, they, he was captured in a tape recording bragging that he was trying, trying to help Hillary Clinton. So from that, we tried to roll back and find out, well, how did that happen? Where, where, what was the genesis? What gave the idea of Ukraine to go look after uh, or to release some dirt on Paul Manafort during the middle of the 2016 election, hoping to hurt Donald Trump and help Hillary Clinton? And what we found out was Ukraine officials were summoned to the Obama White House in January 2016. This is just as Donald Trump was beginning to rise in the polls and start to win his primary victories one after the other. 
And they brought these prosecutors together, including the very agency that leaked the documents, and gave them a mandate saying, hey, can you go out and help us find some dirt on Paul Manafort? And it was that meeting in January 2016 that gave rise to this sort of series of events where you have a foreign government now admitting on the record that it tried to intervene in the 2016 election. That government wasn't Russia. It was Ukraine. That's unbelievable. Now, how much of this is um, related to what Joe Biden did with his son and holding back all of that American aid? I mean, was that involved at all? And I'm not saying that was part of the deal, just the flexing of the muscles that they knew if we don't help America out, they could cut us off at any time. Yeah, I think that's right. And it's funny, both the uh, Manafort uh, case and the Biden case, what we call the Burisma case, both came up in that January meeting. And so the Democrats had two needs that they had from Ukraine. Uh, that's part of the reason why they took the extraordinary option of, uh, of bringing them overseas, bringing them to the White House. Normally, prosecutors from a foreign government don't go to the White House. It's, it's a rare uh, episode to invite them into the White House and, and to have a discussion about what are really internal cases in Ukraine. The first one is Paul Manafort, as we just described. But the second one, according to the attendees at the meeting, the Obama White House also asked, could the Ukrainian authorities step down on their own investigation of a company called Burisma Holdings. Mm. This was the company that, that uh, hired Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, to be a board member, and from which more than $3 million was paid in consulting fees to Hunter Biden during the 2014-2015 timeframe. So the second request at the meeting was, first, help us get dirt on Paul Manafort and Donald Trump. The second request was, could you guys stand down on the Burisma investigation? And if so, the FBI will take it over. Trust us. We'll do a good job investigating it. And uh, that didn't happen. The Ukrainians wouldn't back down. So then two months later, what happened? Joe Biden shows up in Ukraine and says, if you don't fire the prosecutor leading that case, I'm going to cut off your foreign aid. And of course, he got what he wanted. So that White House meeting had a dual purpose, according to the Ukrainians. One was Biden. One was Manafort. So... John, what what they were accusing uh, Donald Trump of was accepting a phone call from the Russians saying we have information and the Trump you know campaign said, "Okay, we'll meet you. Let's talk about that." Then they had no right. information. This is much worse because it's the Obama White House reaching out to Ukraine and saying, "We need your help to find dirt on these people." That's exactly right. I mean, it, it's a, Holy cow. a it's an overt ask as opposed to a passive receipt. So if you if you compare the two episodes, the Trump Tower meeting, it was sort of a passive event where uh, the Russians take the uh, initiative, ask to come in, then don't deliver the goods. Here you have the Obama administration making an overt request of the Ukrainians, and it's not the only one. If we remember, you go back to January 2017, so long ago now that we forgot this, but Politico reported that around the same time as this meeting that I just documented at the, at the uh, Obama White House, that the Democratic National Committee, in the form of one of its consultants, was seeking dirt from the Ukraine embassy. And I'm going to have some new revelations on that. But you have the DNC going into the Ukraine embassy in Washington asking for dirt on Paul Manafort. You've got the White House uh, asking Ukrainian authorities to help them restart the case on Paul Manafort. These are not accidents. They're not coincidences. There was a 
concerted effort by Democrats, both in the government and in the political party system, to try to get Ukraine's help and trying to make the case that Donald Trump was an agent of Russia, which we now know isn't true. And so now you have a foreign power involved and you have pretty clear overt asks being made by, by Democrats of a foreign power to help them in the election. Do we have anyone in journalism at all looking into this besides you? Uh, well, I, the good news is I've heard uh, from my friends in Ukraine that, that the Washington Post and the New York Times have been in country in the last few days asking questions. So hope springs eternal that more people will pay attention to this. I think as time goes on, the, the more important element to watch will be what uh, Attorney General Barr does. He's taking a look at the entire uh, intelligence community's behavior during the Russian investigation. And part of that could very well look at what was the source of this information? Who solicited it? Who was pushing the flesh on this? And I think when we get those answers, I think his inquiry almost certainly will lead in some directions towards Ukraine, because Ukraine was clearly playing in our election. They've admitted it now. And the question is, who was complicitous on the American side? And I think we're beginning to see, get a little bit of a portrait of who the, uh, the conspirators or complicitous people were in the United States. Okay, so, but the Ukraine did not like... Manafort. I mean, they had nothing. They had no love lost for Manafort. Manafort was, I mean, he was a bad dude uh, for Ukraine. He was on the right. He was was. corrupt and he deserved what he got, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, uh, he was uh, helping the party that was the Russia-aligned party uh, that got thrown out of power in 2014. He collected a lot of money. He's not the only one. Remember, Obama's White House counsel, Greg Craig, has been indicted for taking money from the same party, helping them, and then not properly accounting for it or reporting it here. Mm. So you had both Manafort and Greg Craig, a Republican and a Democrat, playing in this Ukraine field on behalf of the Russian-backed party, and, and the Ukrainians didn't like either. What's interesting if you read my story, you'll find out that when the Ukrainians said, hey, we not only have stuff on Manafort, we have stuff on Greg Craig and the Democratic administration said, oh, no, no, we're not interested in that. Just, just keep that to yourself. And so you can kind of see the selective nature of what went on between the U.S. government and the Ukrainian prosecutors. So off the subject, what is your take of what's just happened with this new president who's a comedian? Uh, any gauge on him on where he's going to fall on things? Uh, well, there, there are some. So his name is Zelensky. He's a first-time political newcomer, was uh, the most famous comic on Ukraine television. He was sort of be would, we would consider Jerry Seinfeld in the 90s to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now the, uh, the president-elect, will be president shortly. And I, uh, he has made uh, quite a few soundings in the last few weeks. And he wants to get to the bottom of this. He wants Ukraine to get clean on this. Uh, I think you're going to see a change in leadership in all the offices, including the prosecutor's office. One person that there's a lot of speculation in Ukraine about becoming the next attorney general, the next prosecutor general, is a guy named Kulik. And uh, Kulik is one of the people I've talked to several times on the record who has kind of told the story that the Ukrainians were playing in the election, that we got cut off in the investigation of... Biden, if he becomes the next prosecutor general, the American administration will have a very strong counterpart if they so choose wow. to investigate these allegations. Wow. Thank you so much for do- doing all this work, John. Appreciate it. John Solomon, uh, he's the executive vice president of The Hill and a journalist, even though uh, the left is trying to discredit him, saying, no, he's an opinion guy. Really, 20 years AP in Washington Post, that makes you an opinion guy. He's tracking down the facts without the opinion 
And the left just doesn't like what he finds. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You'd never send a postcard for tax days. Uh, here's my address. Here's here's my uh, my social security number, and and here's how much I made. Why wouldn't you do that? You wouldn't do that because you don't want people looking at it. You don't stealing it and confidential information. Yeah. Stealing it, using it against you, you know, taking all of your, uh, you know, your your identity, your social security number, and then becoming you. That's why I only send my taxes and uh, and other important documents via public Wi-Fi, because that's the real, that's the way you you, you really protect yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's not also not good. <laughs> no. Secure VPN from Norton.com, a secure VPN. Norton.com slash VPN right now is where you can get this really, really simple app. And what it does is it it uh, it masks you, so nobody can go back to your computer and get the things that you have. It's all encrypted. Nobody can you know come in and and find your information, follow or track you. You need VPN. The only place to get it is Norton.com/VPN. Norton.com/VPN. Tomorrow night, socialism, a message from the dead, looking at how socialist countries have turned and real capitalist ones in a very short time. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn, but it's free everywhere. We really do need to say a prayer uh, for the people of Venezuela. Lord, we ask that you would help them out right now and stand steady um, because it is it is dicey today. The, you know, what was Operation Valkyrie? If you saw that movie with uh, Tom Cruise, that is what's happening right now in Venezuela. They are they are trying to gain their freedom back. And as every hour goes by and Maduro is still in control, it gets dicier and dicier uh, for the the people who want their freedom. It's happening in several cities. And this is an overthrow of socialism. This is socialism. Make no mistake. You know, the, the New York Times had a, um, uh, had a headline recently. It was in March. I'm sorry, it wasn't New York Times. It was Politico. And in the article, the headline was, How Bernie Could Save Socialism from Trump. Making Donald Trump the enemy of socialism. Amen. Good. Well, you've got my vote. The headline turned out to be the tamest part of the article. Listen to this. Sanders should deliver a detailed speech that chronicles exactly where Maduro went wrong and why he doesn't deserve the moniker of socialist. This is such revisionist history, which Stu is going to get into here in just a second. Such revisionist history. Chavez already, when he left office, when he left office, Venezuela was already number one on the misery index in the world. Okay. It was already falling apart. This is what always happens with socialist countries. Remember, we're not talking about Canada or Sweden. Those are free markets with socialist underpinnings. So in other words, you know, socialist medicine, but that's not a socialist country. It's a free market. Venezuela is a socialist country. The government controls everything. This is exactly what democratic socialists are looking for. And we have to be really, really clear on this. 
when they're saying he well he's not a socialist he's a dictator yes that's what happens well that's what hitler hitler wasn't socialist because he just took power no he was democratically elected he even gave the people a chance he then broke the constitution by by killing so many people in the night of long knives but he went to the president and the president forgave him and the people forgave him then he took power he became a chancellor well he still was a socialist he just became a dictator venezuela is a socialist country but once these guys start to lose power then they don't care about the democratic process anymore. A few days ago, the New York Times ran another article. This one was, can we please relax about socialism? No, I don't think we should. Only in America is the word uh, uh, used with such perceived menace. Now, check out this definition of democratic socialism. Democratic socialism is, briefly put, a noble tradition of civic consciousness that was historically a far greater degree than any of its champions or detractors today often care to acknowledge, grounded in deep Christian roots. Really? Really? I mean, that's an argument I haven't heard before. It's ridiculous, and the author never explains it, but it sure sounds nice. Then we get this. In countries where, since World War II, the principles of democratic socialism have shaped public policy, basically everywhere in the developed world except here, the lives of the vast majority of citizens, most especially in regards to affordable health care, have improved enormously. Well, it turns out the New York Times specializes in commentary about socialism. In March, the article Bernie Sanders scares a lot of people and quite a few people of them are Democrats captures the angst that Democratic socialists are causing. Here's listen to this. A word of caution from the New York Times. The United States was founded as a contradiction to not an extension of Europe. Self-reliance is to America what fraternity is to France, part of its core. The American space, so immense, so un-European, conjures in Americans a bristling independence of spirit that wants government out of their lives. But other than that, it checks all the socialist boxes. Socialism is not journalist, it says. Intellectuals are politicians armed with a policy agenda. As Mark and Engels understood, this was one of their core insights. What distinguished them from other socialist thinkers every ready, ever ready with their blueprints is the workers who get us there, who decide what and where there is. That, too, is a kind of freedom, a socialist freedom. Now, here's the lie, and here's the thing I'm going to give to you tomorrow on a special broadcast that we have made for free. I don't remember a broadcast we have worked this hard on for this long. Especially when you're giving away. Good job. Yeah, I know. Smart. I had a fight to make this one free. Um, they don't like giving the, especially this has been wildly expensive. But I want it to go out to the widest possible audience, and I need you to watch it and to share it. So you can watch it on blazetv.com. 
You can also see it on our Facebook page and also on our YouTube page tomorrow live at 8 p.m. Eastern. Please, please share this with a friend. It is all about socialism and a warning that we have found from the dead now. This is a plan, a blueprint. And as the New York Times said, it's not, a, you know, socialism is not journalists, intellectuals, or politicians armed with a policy agenda. It's the people. But in the intellectual's blueprint, it describes this. And it talks about how you have to have democracy to get there. Now, listen, in order that the reformist democratic way to socialism be complete, there had to be, of course, a denial of the basic condition of the possibility of victory for socialism, of the dictatorship. Our state has decided for socialization in the democratic manner. That is to say, at the ballot and not through revolution or dictatorship. Thus solving the problems of transition from capitalism to socialism. Breaking the desperate resistance of the bourgeoisie of ex, uh, expropri- expropriating the desperate resition, uh, resistance of the capitalists. Private capitalist production into socialist production on a long scale on a large scale should be possible without the direction of policy by the workers class without a dictatorship just by phrases about some sort of pure democracy. In other words, revision and denial of the basic maxism of Marxist Marxist Leninist theory of classes and class struggle. So they're saying. Look, we if we want to do this without revolution, what we have to do is convince the average person that you need pure democracy. Because people will vote for free stuff. So if we can get pure democracy, we can do it without a strong arm of revolution or a dictatorship. Then once we have it, as it goes on, then the vice comes down. Then we have it and we hold them. This is how they flipped other countries. The blueprint that we're going to show you tomorrow was one that was smuggled in from behind the Iron Curtain into the United States in the 1960s. And then it was just lost and people forgot it. And I'm not saying anybody is using this as their blueprint. I'm just saying we're getting to exactly the same place. They're doing exactly the same thing as this blueprint written in 1950 and used on Czechoslovakia, they're using the same tactics. So whether they know it or not, it doesn't matter. They flipped Czechoslovakia. They're flipping us. And you need to see it. You need to watch it with, a, with an open mind. That's tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. The kind of stuff that... Nobody in the mainstream media is going to actually do their homework. It's not conspiracy theories. It is the truth. And I make that case tomorrow at 8 p.m. Don't miss it. Socialism, a warning from the dead. So let me do a really terrible uh, commercial for you. Uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, I'm sure, is going to be really pleased with this. 
Uh, but I do not use Dawn to Dusk every day. I don't. I don't need it every day. But what I love about Dawn to Dusk uh, is that it's there when I do need it. It's an extended release uh, energy supplement. And Brickhouse Nutrition is the company that brings this to you. They are able to come up with a great product that does not give you the jitters. It does not make you freak out. It's because some of these things do. I've, I've had stuff like this that gives you energy during the day. And sometimes I really don't like the way it makes me feel. Dawn to Dusk doesn't do that. It's a 10 hour. Uh, the energy lasts for about 10 hours and it increases your energy. Of course, it also improves your mood, mood and focus. We're doing the special tomorrow. Tomorrow's a great day for Dawn to Dusk because it's going to be a late night. We're going to be working hard. We're going to have to be focused and actually pulling this thing off. It's going to be uh, an experience, and Dawn to Dusk is going to help me navigate it. If you're one of these people, as I know I am, you get to like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, you're kind of dragging. You don't have to do that with Dawn to Dusk. Use it when you need it because it's there for you. Brickhouse Nutrition is the company that does this. Go to BrickhouseGlen.com. BrickhouseGlen.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code G-L-E-N-N or call 833-RING-B-H-N. Dawn to Dusk is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. There's nothing to risk. They'll give you your money back. Go to BrickhouseGlenn.com or call 1-833-RING-BHN. It's 1-833-RING-BHN. You know, it's a, we, we were just talking about um, different movies. I've, I've kind of gotten into this place as I've been doing this special um i've been kind of really trying to understand the minds of the people who were engaged in this kind of uh socialism uh and where it always leads and it is it always becomes a death cult it it it, it just strangely becomes anti-semitic and a death cult it's not so strange though it's not strange if it happens every time. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's you know? not. I guess it's not strange because it is all about the collective. It's never about the individual. Right. I mean, you know? if you think about it, if you're looking to overturn a, a, a system that has pulled billions of people out of abject poverty, the biggest miracle that has ever happened uh, to this uh, to the earth since a very famous book and some stories in it. Right. Okay. Like this mm. is a big deal. Capitalism yeah. is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to overturn that, you are going to really lay yourself on the line to do it. And we've seen it over and over again in revolutions, but also in some elections. We're going to go over the way you can do it without revolution tomorrow night on the special Socialism, A Message from the Dead. Right. It still requires tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, to die. Well, yeah. Because people just won't do it. Right. So we usually have that at the beginning, but it gets worse later on. Mm -hmm. And what happens is usually... You have a period, and we saw this a little bit with uh, with uh, before Maduro. Um, and I, it was not really true, but there was a, there was some prosperity for some, at least at the top, right? Like the people at the top had a great life for a little while because mm-hmm. you can use everyone else's money for a while, mm-hmm. and then you run out of it. And when you run out of it, people get upset. And when they get upset, it's because think of the philosophy that brought you to power. Your opinion of the world is that you are the shepherd and they are the sheep you are you you are controlling them because they don't know better so when they get upset and start rioting in the streets you can't say well they have interesting concerns let's address them you can't say well maybe we're not doing a good job let's give up power and go back to capitalism this is your whole life your life is on the line here 
You've risked everything to, to change something to socialism. So when the people get out of control, your only opportunity and the opportunity and option that every single one of these people take is to crack down. And that's where the dictatorship and the murder and everything comes from. You can say, well, in my book of, of uh, you know, I don't see in Das Kapital where they're going to murder all these people, which you can certainly find in some of these documents. But let's just say I'm reading my book about socialism and it's happy and I don't see any murder. Well, the book isn't reality. When you put the book, the things that are in your book into action, you eventually lose control of the people. Then you must get back control of the people, which means murdering the ones who aren't listening. And that's why we have, you know, people are talking about the measles right now. I think there's about 700 cases of the measles, Mm -hmm. infectious disease. It has killed a lot of people and still is killing people around the world, especially when they're not where they're, you know, the vaccinations aren't happening. But I mean, we're talking about with the exception of infectious disease. Communism has killed more people than pretty much anything. And people will say, million people in a century. And people will say that you know, it's not communism. We're talking socialism. And uh, we're not talking national socialist. We're talking, look, here's the scale. Freedom or totalitarianism. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a religious totalitarian state, a communist. It doesn't matter to me. Are the people free? Well, yes, they voted for socialism. Yes, but socialism always takes them down the same path. The guy who we're basing this uh, special on, his words, his name is Jan Kozak. And this is a guy who was part of the planners for a new socialist state uh, and totalitarian dictatorship in Czechoslovakia. And he said... um, that they had created a situation to where they convinced people to vote themselves into slavery by using what he called pressure from above and pressure from below. I've always talked about it as bottom up, top down, inside out. That is that is the basis of the plan, but I'll show you what has to be done to have it flip. And we're almost there, gang. That's tomorrow. Don't miss this special. Everywhere. Uh, all right. want to tell you a little bit about Relief Factor. A relief Factor created by doctors. Four key ingredients. All of them help your bodies fight against inflammation. That is the most important thing. Inflammation. If you can get rid of the inflammation, a lot of our problems go away. Even, even things... Even big, big uh, problems in our body. Inflammation is bad. Now, 70% of the people who order uh, the three-week quick start go on to order another you know, bottle month after month after month after month because it works. I take it three times a day. So if you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain, go to relieffactor.com, 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 or call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com all right final hour of the uh, radio broadcast we set history right in one minute the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenbeck program tired of revisionist history Tired of this Anita Hill garbage? This is garbage that Anita Hill was somehow or another victimized by Joe Biden, and he has to apologize, and his apology isn't enough. 
It's garbage. It's revisionist history that nobody is willing to set the record straight on. We'll do it in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So this is uh, this is pretty amazing. Um, we've all heard the stories. Good guy uses a gun, and then guy with gun, good guy with gun, gets in trouble for it. I am shocked that this is not happening in California this week, because everybody will tell the story that this 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 a border agent, this a border agent. He was he happened to be at the synagogue, and he happened to say, no 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 no. This is California. They can't. They can't carry guns in California unless you're a fed, you're former federal official or a federal official or a former cop. Nobody else is allowed to carry guns because this guy was a former uh, or it still is, I think, a, a border uh, guy. He was asked by the rabbi, could you please carry a gun? Because he knew nobody else in the synagogue had a gun. So when. The bad guy comes in and says, I'm going to kill all of you. He takes one shot, but the guy who is in the back, who happened to be asked by the rabbi, could you please carry your gun when you come? He saw that and he chased the guy out. Now, let me give you another story. Bellingham, Washington. My sister was in the theater on Sunday. She was just going to see, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Endgame. She's sitting there watching Endgame, and a guy gets up. There's more details now that um, are out. Guy gets up. He has a backpack, and he starts ranting about how you're all worshiping false gods. And he picks up his backpack, and this is right towards the end, and he said, I'm going to help you get to your god a little early. And... He's got a bomb, or so everybody thinks. Well, as it turns out, he doesn't. Everybody panics. My, my sister said she lost her son in this. He was, uh, you know, trampled. It was, it was chaos. Pandemonium is how the, the papers are describing it. Pandemonium as people were trying to get out of there. She called me on Sunday night and was so upset. Well, the guy was caught right away. Because there was a citizen with a gun and he pulled the gun out, but kept it behind his back, ready to shoot the guy. And he he didn't put it. He pulled it out and then kept it behind his back because he didn't see the guy actually doing anything except speaking out. He was calm. He was rational. As the guy began to run out of the movie theater, this guy, citizen with a gun, Follows him out. That's the first time he takes the gun from behind his back. Tells the guy, stop, I have a gun. Shows him the gun. Says, get down on the ground. Get on your knees. Hands behind your back until the police arrive. It was good guy with a gun. Two times this weekend. Good guy with a gun. Now, the people who protect these people are the USCCA. They're dedicated to educating, training, legally protecting Americans just like you. And this week only, they're giving you a free guide and audiobook about exactly what to do in these situations. If you are in a synagogue, if you are in a movie theater, if you are in a church, no matter where you are, 
It's called the Complete Concealed Carry and Family Defense Guide. It's 164 pages of life-saving information. Comes with an audio book if you want to just listen to it, and it's 100% free. How to see attackers before they see you. How to survive a mass shooting scenario. The best tactical place in public areas like restaurants, churches. You'll also get a free USCCA's home defense checklist, but only until the end of the week. All you have to do is text the word BECK, B-E-C-K, to 87222 right now. Claim your free guide. My sister called me on Sunday. She was so upset. She said, I've never seen people like that. Glenn, she said everybody just turned into animals. It just, they were, they didn't care about anybody but themselves. And moms were screaming for their kids, and I was screaming for my son. She was so upset. I didn't know what to say to her. We prayed on the phone, and then I said, Honey, you're safe. And we know how this ends. But the world is going insane. And it is. I want you to learn how to defend yourself. Text the word Beck to 87222 right now. That's B-E-C-K to 87222 right now. All right. Stu is very upset, as am I, but Stu is just, he can't let it go. Every day he comes in, uh, he's so bothered by this Joe Biden apology to Anita Hill and not Clarence Thomas and how we are changing our history. I'm telling you right now, please, I thought about this earlier and I didn't say it and I should have. Please keep a notebook. Please write down the history of the day. Show things that are changing as they are being changed. Things are being changed in our history, in our history books. Like this, Clarence Thomas now is, is being convicted. And anyone who, he didn't even stand up for Clarence Thomas. No. Joe Biden just stood up for, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's hear this guy out. Did he? Did he even do that? I don't know that he even did that, Glenn. Uh, first of all, let's start with Joe Biden and his latest, now accelerated, uh, amplified apology to Anita Hill. This happened uh, on ABC uh, with Robin Roberts, I believe. She has recently said, when yeah. asked if she felt it was an apology that you had extended, she said no. That She said, I cannot be satisfied by simply saying I'm sorry for what happened to you. I will be satisfied when I know there is real change and real accountability and real purpose. Well, see, I think that's what she told me. I, I was grateful she took the call. And, um, and one of the things we had, a, I don't want to get in our private conversation, but the point is that, look, I was chairman of the committee. I believed her from the very beginning, I, but I was chairman. She did not get a fair hearing. She did not get treated well. That's my responsibility. And I committed that I am determined to continue the fight to see to it that we basically change the culture in this country where a woman is put in a position where she is disbelieved. As the committee chairman, I take responsibility that she did not get treated well. 
I take responsibility for that. You take responsibility. I take responsibility for that because I was the chairman. I was unable to figure out a way to how to change it. You, you do talk. I apologize about- for it. I apologize again because look, here's the deal. I'm, she just did not get treated fair across the board. How the the, the system did not work. How? Mm. And what's amazing about this is, first of all, the apology is a currency with no value. There is just it doesn't matter if you apologize. They're never going to accept it. It's one of those things where, you know, Joe Biden can say he's sorry. and He can escalate the apology now to now he's responsible. And then they will say that's not enough. And they because they don't care about the apology. Nobody cares about it. It's just a it's just a dance at this point. And no matter how many times you apologize, no matter how sincere it is, it will never have any value. So that's number one. Number two, there's nothing to apologize for in this particular circumstance. There's something to apologize to Clarence Thomas for, but there's nothing to apologize to Anita Hill for. That is, uh, it's revisionist history, and we can go on. I'm I'm very annoyed by this whole story, but the main thing is not about the apology or whether Joe Biden did something wrong to Anita Hill. To accept the narrative that Joe Biden should apologize for something is accepting the narrative that Clarence Thomas did something wrong. This before, is, before you go any further, mm-hmm. I want to lay this one groundwork. Uh, just, just let me just put a cornerstone in to okay. the foundation that you are, you are, you're laying. Listen again. What are we talking about? And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Hmm. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our and history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Stop. We are changing history right now. What's happening with Joe Biden, Stu is exactly right. The, the apology is meaningless. The, poly, the apology is a, it's a, it's an old radio trick. It's an old radio trick. If I say this, I learned this from Scott Shannon. Z100 New York, the second best radio station in all of America. What does that imply? Well, what's the first best station in all of America? That's what you think. Mm-hmm. But what does that imply? What does that get you to automatically accept? Without questioning, I will think that you're number two. Who's number one? Correct. Right. So you automatically assume that, yes, that's true. He's number two. But, but who's, who's number, number one? one? Right. And so you debate about number one. Mm-hmm. What's happening here? He's apologizing. He won't apologize. He isn't apologizing. That apology isn't enough. You're automatically accepting that an apology is due because there's been some grave injustice. Right. You're convicting Clarence Thomas without even thinking about the case or trying to remember. Correct. And that's what's so important. We need to. Clarence Thomas is an incredible Supreme Court justice. He's been fantastic since the minute he walked in there. And we're not going to, I'm not, we cannot let them turn him into what they tried to turn him into back in the day. So let me go back and review here real quickly. In one minute. In one minute. Oh, I thought you were going to maybe do it in one minute. That would be really hard. Because there's, no, there's enough there to. No, in, in one minute. I just don't want to oh. interrupt you once no, you start. Okay. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, Mother's Day. Mother's Day is right around the corner. It is next, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after. Oh my Am I right? Yes, I, right? I think you're right. That's scary. It's too close. <sighs> you know, and there's nothing worse. I mean, oh. Moms are so important, so important. I, I keep telling my son because my son's having you know problems. He's he's fifteen and he's like having problems with mom and blah blah blah. 
And I keep saying, there is nobody that you will ever find in your entire life that will love you as much as your mother. Don't do stupid things. Yeah. You know, and one of those stupid things is just not recognizing how great they are. Mother's Day is here. Get one of the biggest and brightest bouquets from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the Mother's Day uh, bouquet at 1-800-Flowers. It's 30 for 30. 30 assorted tulips for $30. They're bright. They're beautiful. They're a mix of orange, yellow, and pink blooms. The assorted tulips are guaranteed to be fresh and make mom smile. Tulips, they're picked, I bet you, in the Skagit Valley in Washington State. The best farms uh, in the in the world outside of Holland are in our country. And that's, I believe, where these tulips are coming from. 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. Use the promo code BECK. 1-800-Flowers.com. Get 30 for 30 tulips. They are beautiful. 1-800-Flowers.com. Remember, this offer expires tomorrow. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Stu, tell us the history of Clarence Thomas. First of all, let's set the scene before the allegation. This is what the left was saying about him. Patricia Ireland from the National Organization of Women said he's an extremist. He's out of step with the majority of Americans, and he's out of step with the Bill of Rights in the U.S. Constitution. Oh, my gosh. Uh, The National Education Association's annual convention, they passed a resolution that expressed the teachers union's grave concern over Thomas's conservative positions on affirmative action, reproductive freedom and the minimum wage. Now, why the National Education Association is creating a resolution complaining about the reproductive freedom positions. Because it's a socialist organization. Exactly. It's got nothing to do with teachers. No. Uh, except there's some of the teachers except in it. Except for the money. Right, exactly. Except it's, for it's the a, money. It's a money situation. But again, like think of this political situation. They were attacking him anyway. Let me give you this one. Flo Kennedy, National Organization of Women. Quote, we're going to bork him. We need to kill him politically. This they were going to do anything they could to destroy this man when he was brought up because they knew how dangerous he was because he was a guy who actually believed about the Constitution and he was hard to take down because he was African-American. He was highly educated. He was not he was not a flamethrower. He was just really smart and knew the Constitution. He's still a gentle man. He is. He is. So now what actually happened when all because you remember the, the crazy circus. Here's what actually happened. The FBI determined that what she, Anita Hill, was complaining about had occurred based on her own timeline two or three months before she had ever met Thomas. Now, listen, this is the FBI, Mm -hmm. and I just want to set this right here. Remember what the Democrats said about Kavanaugh. Yep. We must have the FBI because the FBI has investigative power that we don't have. Mm -hmm. As soon as the FBI cleared Kavanaugh, then the Democrats changed their tune and said, no, we have more investigative power, which they don't, in Congress. They don't have more than the FBI. So they wanted the FBI. With Clarence Thomas, they got the FBI. And the FBI said, no, by her own testimony and her own timeline, this happened three months before she even met Clarence Thomas. 
And that's amazing because usually in these situations, like with Kavanaugh, you had to go to essentially a he said, she said. She provided no evidence. She didn't know when these things happened. We know how weak her case was. But you kind of had to look at the cases and pick it. With Anita Hill, you have to listen to what she said. What she said is these things supposedly occurred three months before they met. That's according to the FBI. So going back now and trying to make this revisionist history and say, okay, Clarence Thomas was guilty and Anita Hill deserved an apology is completely offensive. Clarence Thomas did not do the thing he was accused of. The FBI showed that in clear detail with her own timeline. Period. End of story. So, did Joe Biden do something, however, that deserved an apology? Let's go back and look at that for a second. The chairman of the Judiciary uh, Committee, Senator Joe Biden, assisted the feminist's assault on Thomas. The Senate had confirmed the 43-year-old judge for other positions, so there was no need for a thorough investigation. Yet Biden delayed the hearings until late September. It was an intentional delay, remembers former Senator Hank Brown. It was designed to accommodate the people who went after him. This is what Joe Biden did. He is no need, again, no need to apologize to Anita Hill. The apology should go to Clarence Thomas. Next, feminist groups demanded that Democrats reopen the hearings and Biden complied. What followed was a circus, days of testimony in which Hill enumerated Thomas's supposed sexual transgressions and senators awkwardly asked Thomas to discuss them. So, Biden delayed the hearings, then he reopened the hearings because of that. All of that craziness led to a very famous moment in the hearings with Clarence Thomas. Here he is. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. Mm-hmm. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, mm. to do for themselves to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. US Senate rather than hung from a tree. We know this to be true because how many conservatives are getting the same treatment today doesn't matter what your position. Yeah, just higher tech. It's It's just higher tech lynching. And it is happening to career after career after career. And it is meant, as he said, as he alluded there, it is meant to set a message. The message wasn't for Clarence Thomas. It was for everyone else. Don't step out of line. And you see that message with Kanye. Don't step out of line. They loved him. He was a genius. As soon as he said, well, I don't necessarily agree with all this. He was needed to be on medication. Maybe he should be institutionalized. He was they did everything they could to destroy him or shut him up. This is happening to everyone now. Everyone. I'm going to have I'm going to have Steven Crowder on tomorrow. He, they're trying to go after him. They're trying to take down his YouTube page. Three strikes on his YouTube page. Oh, wow. He may lose his YouTube page. Steven Crowder. Wow, really? Gosh, I mean, it's unbelievable that what they're doing here. By the way, I want to make finish this with Biden. Uh, he never closed the hearings until, here's a, uh, from the story, when doubts about Hill's veracity started mounting, Biden closed the hearings. Even the news media backed off. So he got to a point where, everyone had realized okay there's nothing really here and she does not have a case so that's when they had finally closed the hearings 
And the insinuation is, I guess, that Biden was supposed to step in because, you know, she was uh, questioned by Republicans in the hearings and at sometimes aggressively, uh, as you'd expect, as it was for Kavanaugh in the mm-hmm. in his hearings here uh, from Democrats. Um, he, he, she was questioned. She came to testify, to tell the story, to try to destroy a man's life. So when you do that, you have to actually answer questions about mm-hmm. it. And the idea is that Biden was supposed to, what, overwhelm all of these other senators who were publicly elected and have the right to speak for themselves as well? I mean, Biden helped the helped the investigation. And what he did was attempt to destroy Clarence Thomas, an honorable honorable man's life. And now we're all supposed to feel like he's supposed to apologize to Anita Hill? And look at how much of that revisionist history even I bought into. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Don't let them change history. Please keep a journal on the truth on what's happening in real time. You're listening to Glenn Jeez. Okay, I want to talk to you a little bit about X-Chair. What's the first thing you do? You get into a new car. You adjust the seat. Most cars only allow you to move the seat back or front. If it's a luxury car, you get to have the lumbar support. Yeah, the little inflatable thing in the seat that kind of like helps your back a little bit. Yeah, that's the same thing with the X-Chair. I mean, it is like driving a Mercedes. It's, it's, It's having a real luxury car seat except you're sitting you're sitting in your office you can adjust it six ways to sunday uh it is it's practically a recliner but it's still a an office chair where you're sitting up straight and you're comfortable and you're supported it's a great great chair x chair it will fit your body perfectly thanks to x chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar support or dvl your back is going to get the perfect level of support. Uh, the DVL is key to ideal posture, comfort, productivity, and only the X-Chair has it. Right now, X-Chair is on sale for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com, xchairbeck.com. You'll also use the promo code XWheels, and you'll receive a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair. It's X-Chair-Beck. History uh, repeats itself. And socialism, a message for the dead, is something you need to see because we're going this direction. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. There is is something really disturbing uh, going on in America. Truly, truly disturbing. And it, it has reared its ugly head here before, and it always happens during a time where there's a rise in socialism and it is worse in Europe, but it is becoming very clear here. Even the New York times last week, I don't want to show you, show you this. If you happen to be watching blaze TV, but the New York times op ed, uh, cartoon up, uh, with, um, uh, Donald Trump being led by a dog with the face of Benjamin Netanyahu by a leash. And he's wearing dark sunglasses, and it looks like he is um, leading, you know, being led by Israel. The dog has a a Jewish uh, Star of David around its neck. It is horrifying. And the, the New York Times said, oh, we apologize for that. We apologize. Really? You didn't know that was anti-Semitic? Well, it kind of looks like something that maybe Germany. No, it doesn't kind of look. It looks exactly like what Germany did. In fact, we found uh, a, a, a magazine cover from Germany with an old Jew leading by the hand uh, Winston Churchill. 
it's exactly what Goebbels was doing. And the left seems to not care about it. And we have to care about uh, the people that are in China, the Muslims that are in China that are being rounded up systematically and killed or tortured in China. We have to care about the uh, the Christians that are being killed and bombed. And we also have to care about our Jewish brothers and sisters. And I was I was so moved by what happened in California that the rabbi said to one congregant, could you bring your gun? Because he worked for the border security. Could you bring your gun? So this guy would travel four hours back and forth just to be able to be at the synagogue and and worship. He happened to be there with his gun, and he's the reason that that didn't become a mass shooting. These synagogues and these uh, houses of worship and the the uh, Torah schools are under attack. And could your could you survive? Could your church survive if it had to have bombproof, bulletproof glass? I mean, think of the cost. Well, I was, uh, I got an email on Sunday from Yael uh, Eckstein. And Yael is, she's with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Her father was the rabbi that ran that for a, a very, very long time who has just passed away. And the last time I saw him, we talked about how can we help these synagogues that are under attack? Uh, and so Yael is with us now. Hi, Yael. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm, first of all, I'm so sorry about the passing of your dad. He was a great, great man. Thank you. I know he felt the same way about you. Thank you. Um, so we see in France a 74% increase in the number of attacks against Jews. Germany, 60%. Uh, in, here in the U.S., last year alone, it's up 15 percent, uh, sorry, 57 percent here in the United States. Uh, and I don't know how these synagogues can afford to harden themselves. It is a huge problem that we're seeing all around the world that Jews are vulnerable. I mean, you see the attacks in Europe have become a daily occurrence. And now that it's gotten to America with San Diego and the Tree of Life synagogue where 11 people were killed, if it could happen in America, it's a sign that it's happening even more intense in the Arab world and across Europe. And so what we've been so shocked by uh, these attacks that we just would never believe could happen on American soil at uh, synagogues during worship, at churches, at mosques, like what we're seeing around the world. It's always been the case, Glenn, that when the world has gone crazy and can no longer distinguish between good and bad and right and wrong and darkness and light, it's the Jews who are targeted. Mm -hmm. And right now we're in a world where there is so much darkness, and what we're seeing is that the Jews more and more every single day are being targeted. And so just like you said, you spoke about with my father. My father came back from that meeting so encouraged that, you know, the fellowship's donors are mostly individuals who give $50 a month, the widow's mite, um, and their tithes from Social Security to help Israel and the Jewish people. And 
I remember him coming back from that meeting with you and saying, it's not just the individuals who care so much about Israel and the Jewish people and about Christians who are being persecuted across the Middle East and about Muslims who are being targeted. It's people on the top as well, like Glenn Beck. So Mm. thank you for standing for these important issues. And I know your followers uh, feel the same and appreciate that in you. So here's what I would like to suggest. uh, And your father and I talked about this, and I I know you have developed a a fund But I would like to suggest that if you would like to help support uh, and protect the Jewish people, this is the the first step to being, you know, um, one of the righteous uh, is taking an active step to protect the Jewish people. Uh, And you can do that by donating. And you've set up a page. Why don't you tell me about the page and where the money will go uh, for security? Yeah, so the fellowship, uh, Jewish communities around the world rely on the fellowship to provide them with simple things that you would never believe that they don't have, like uh, security doors or a security camera or a lock on the door. And it's all for Jewish synagogues and schools um, in locations that we work with uh, different officials that I can't speak about, mm-hmm. um, but that I, that they know the exact Jewish communities are most at risk and being targeted directly by place, terror groups like ISIS and Al-Qaeda, that just last year we uh, equipped places like Norway, Oslo, um, in India, in France, in Mexico, in Thailand. And so now what we're working on is uh, is to get security for locations that we know they are being targeted. And there are many of those places like Poland and Turkey and Russia. Um, And so our goal is to raise $500,000 now um, to immediately equip the most, uh, I'd say the most targeted eight locations across the world um, that we know there are direct threats against them. And what they need are simple uh, security precautions like um, anti-bullet windows or a security guard to simply stand at their gate, make sure a terrorist doesn't come in with a gun. And so the way that your audience can donate is uh, we set up a special number. because We know that your followers are just so, um, so, so generous and so forthcoming and doing the right thing to help others in situations of crisis like the Jewish communities around the world is in right now. And so we have a special number. It's 1-800-201-8383. Once again, that's 1-800-201-8383 or online www.if cj.org backslash Beck. And uh, yes, something like a camera system that places like America, almost every synagogue has, and these attacks still happen. Um, Well, in places like Kathmandu, Nepal, they don't have that and they're in need of that. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And um, we will uh, encourage our uh, listeners to um, to help out. And um, thank you so much. Just let us know how we can help and what we can do. Thank you so much. God and bless. I just uh, join you in praying for peace and doing everything we can to bring hope to those people who need it. God bless you, Glenn. Thank you. Yael Eckstein, she is with the uh, International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, the IFCJ dot org slash Beck is where you can donate or you can call the uh, number that she laid out. It's 800 201
this honestly, you know, my I'm doing something on um, socialism tomorrow. And my daughter came in and she brought something that I got for her birthday um, a few years ago. This is my eldest daughter, Mary. And it's a picture of the woman I always talk about, Paulina, um, that was one of the righteous among the nations. And uh, it's the only picture. She would only let us take a picture of her hands. And we got one picture of her. And that one picture is of her side. She was so shy and so sweet. And um, she just didn't want any credit. She was just somebody who tried to do the right thing uh, and try to reach out and save the Jewish people that she could uh, save. And at the very bottom uh, of that is the quote that she, she told me. The righteous did not suddenly become righteous. They just did not go over the cliff with the rest of society. All we have to do is do what we've always done. When people are in need, we act. There is nothing that will give us more protection than helping children. And quite honestly, I think helping the Lord's people. It's clearly in the scriptures. They are targeted. Christians are being targeted. And you know what we're doing with the Nazarene Fund. And I urge you to get involved if you'd like to get involved in that. But here is something where these people are going into the synagogue. Now they're sending their kids to school and they are terrified. So let's help the... The nine, uh, what did she say, eight or nine different uh, uh, facilities around the world that are most in danger. And you can donate now at ifcj.org slash Beck or call 800-201-8383. Goldline. Foreign central banks are acquiring gold now at the fastest pace in 50 years. Why? Why do you suppose? Russia wants to reduce its dependence on the dollar. Hungary's central bank cited gold's strategic importance as the underlying region, uh, reason for recent purchases. At the end of World War II, America was the bank because we had 30% of the world's gold reserves. Today, that number is less than 5%. What do you think that means to the world's reserve currency? The world will always race to gold when it becomes less dependent on the dollar. And they're doing that on a macro level. We should be doing it with our portfolio. We should be rushing back towards gold because the dollar is eventually going to be worth less and less until it's worthless. Take your profits from the stock market. Have you considered gold? Have you considered what life is like if the banks shut down for a while? And I know that sounds crazy, but watch tomorrow's special and see how crazy it is. Call Goldline today. See how easy it is to go own gold or silver at 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Read their important risk information. Find out if it's right for you. But call them right now. 1-866-GOLDLINE. We have 
we have an update on Venezuela. The president has spoken out and said that um, the United States supports the Venezuelan people in this uh, coup. There's some disturbing video that just came out just a couple of minutes ago with um, with uh, army vehicles just mowing into crowds, just just running over people. Um, it's pretty bad in Venezuela today. Pretty bad. And it's pretty bad in Venezuela every day. Yeah, lately. Yeah, at lately. least since what? Chavez? I mean, yeah. you go back to the 1950s. This is something you're going to talk about in the special. It's called uh, Socialism, a Message from the Dead. Mm. And that transformation for for Venezuela was really significant. Stunning. It Stunning. wasn't as fast as Czechoslovakia, which is something you're going to go into as well in the special. And that the details of that one is, are really scary. Venezuela, though... In the 1950s was one of the, was the fourth highest GDP in the world. It, it was amazing in the 50s and 60s. Venezuela was amazing. They have they have more oil than Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean they are, they are sitting on natural resources like crazy. There's no reason that country should be in this shape other than socialist leadership. It doesn't work. It never works. The people need their freedom back. Yeah, and part of the, the interesting part about the oil situation in in uh, Venezuela as well is a lot of these big capitalist country uh, companies came in back in the day yeah. with all these resources and said we'll develop them and you know this is was it was an okay arrangement right it was yeah. a, it was at least a, a foot in the door for capitalism and then they just nationalized the companies <laughs> they just came in and said yeah hey, you know all that work you put into that well yeah, we're going to take that back and then they screwed it up so badly which is, of course, what happens every single time. It's no surprise to anyone. I mean, they were charging like seven cents a gallon for gas because they were buying everybody off. They ran out of everybody else's money to do so. And then where are you? You're here. You're in a place where people are eating, literally eating dogs, animals out of the zoo. People are starving, lost, I think, what is it, 24 pounds in a year on average? This is, this is where, do you remember when George Bush was in office and uh, Chavez came and he played footsies with the Kennedys up in Massachusetts and mm. provided free oil from uh, from Sitco. Yep. Uh, and was giving everybody in the United States free oil because their socialist country could afford it. They were giving aid, you know, propaganda, but aid to us when George Bush was in office. Oh, yeah. They're I'm, starving to death today. There's an episode of Parks and Rec we've talked about before where the Venezuelan delegation yeah. comes yeah, and yeah, they're, yeah. Pre- they're presented as a country with so much bounty they can't understand why Americans have these crappy parks and all these terrible things. Why aren't you just doing these things? It was presented as, it was a joke, but it was presented as what people thought of at the time on the left. So this is a great thing and we're just ignoring it and screwing it up because we're stuck in our ways. It's amazing. That's not that long ago. You're listening to Glenn Beck.